Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 250. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay, the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay. And as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Tonight, our guest is a longtime friend. He's an amazing artist. His name is Keith Grichow. He's been on the show many times, but always in a convention setting, and it was very, very lucky, privileged, honored, and happy to sit down and have an entire episode-long conversation with Keith. Uh, Keith has been recently nominated by the Joe Schuster Awards for the Gene Day Self-Publishing Award. Congratulations to Keith. We talk a little bit about that, his work on his comics, Saltwater, which is what he was nominated for, as well, Polybius Dreams, uh, did a little bit of Disney work, Arcane Awakening with our good friend Dom from out in Michigan, lots of cool, cool stuff, and I learned a thing or two about our good friend Keith, so he's got a very, very interesting story. Uh, we met up at Shoeless Joe's out there at Brand Street in Burlington, if you're familiar. So, this episode comes built in with a soundtrack, which is very, very cool. You might recognize uh, a couple tunes in the background. Uh, they're not so loud that you can't hear. It's a little bit loud, but uh, just pretend it's some white noise background. But it's a great conversation. We had a fantastic time. Keith, thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, yeah, Keith's going to be at Fan Expo later on in the year, so you better be there too to meet the Keith Grichow. Wow, pow, Grichow. Uh, Keith also makes some really cool children's books with his mother. You're going to hear all about that. You're going to hear about New Jersey. You're going to hear about Florida. You're going to hear about tons of cool stuff. So here we go, kids. My conversation with Mr. Keith Grichow. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. It's things well, don't work the same wise, way, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keith, you've been on this show many times. Yep, many um, times. Many times, but it's uh, always been convention. I'm flying solo today. Isn't it exciting? Did you see my post on Facebook? I did see your post. I like that other people got excited yeah. about your post too, man. Yeah, yeah. Dom, Dom is like, that was uh, really well said. I'm like, well, nice. You know, I, I, it's it's funny that you haven't seen us together though. Yeah, that you're, you don't believe it, that uh, <laughs> we're, we're uh, two different people. Well, it's a strange thing. I mean, I get to know you. For the kids who don't know the story at home, I get to know you over the years at uh, Fan Expo or in the area at all the shows and whatever. And then I go down to Motor City Comic Con every year, which is a regular thing for me. And I meet this guy Dominic. Yeah. And we're just hanging out for like this was like the Saturday night, and I had met him like the Thursday night. Yeah. So after, you know, three days or two days of this guy being just part of the crowd, everybody hanging out, having a good time, getting to know him. And we're at the bar Saturday night at like the karaoke party. I remember we were standing right in the middle of the bar. And he's just casually telling me about his work, Arcane Awakening and stuff. And uh, yeah, I work with this artist, Keith Bichot. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what, my Keith? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean your Keith? And I'm like, well, from back like Toronto? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like, how many Keith Grishows could there be yeah. out there, right? 
and it was such a cool moment, such a small world, like, because I'm always big on the Michigan-Ontario unity bandwagon thing, and here you guys are, like, absolutely, like, the epitome of that, yep, without right. any involvement from me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've strengthened our bond. Oh, well, yeah. that's good to hear. So how'd you meet Don? Um, we, uh, it's through a mutual uh, friend, I guess, going on five years, maybe? Okay. At least four or five years. Yeah, this uh, Jacob Crippen, who I'd met at San Diego Comic-Con going on a decade ago now, I, I just was kind of going for, you know, you go to San Diego, you're like, kind of have to fully immerse yourself into the experience. And I brought my portfolio, and I was like going to show it to all the big names, and and then I was like, well, I'm here, I might as well show it to everybody. Right. And this was <laughs> like five years ago? No, no, this is, this is a, a, this is a decade ago. ago. This is a decade. That reminds me of uh, yeah. Anthony Rutgazer. Yeah. He used to go down in the 90s and just think just being there by osmosis, he'd become a comic book writer. Yeah. <laughs> but you're different. You had a portfolio to show, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, it was also, I, I met my friend who lives out in the West Coast, and it was like a big thing just, just to come out there. I'd actually been to San Diego, the Comic-Con, in the late 90s as well, but I actually was there working for a comic book shop. Um, what? Yeah, I, I helped out for, for the comic book. It was my comic book shop I'd go to every week, uh, and, and I got to know the, the owner really well. Which shop? Oh, this is down in Florida. Okay. I told you I'm a dual citizen, right? Right, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. and so um, they, okay, I don't even think they let's exist. Let's Aaron Groverman this shit then, okay? <laughs> Where were you born? Uh, Montreal, Canada. Okay, so you're born in Montreal. Yeah. And how long are you in Montreal for? A couple years. My couple dad, years. Uh, U.S. Customs official, oh, was yeah? stationed there, and he had the foresight to get myself and my sister uh, passport for Canada. Um, as well as U.S. citizenship, having you know, being that he and my mom were U.S. citizens, right? And so I'm a dual citizen, and uh, that's fantastic. That's got to be so handy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, like so, no real questions, you know, like one way or the other. I yeah. guess. So yeah, that's cool. No, that's good. Um, and uh, so basically, I lived in the states though majority of my life. I only lived in Canada for a couple of years before moving to the States as a kid. Do you remember it? The States or Canada? Canada. Canada? Barely. Like, I have a couple of memories of, like, tapping a, a maple tree for, you know, syrup. <laughs> I have, um, I remember, like, really, really snowy, cold winter and having to get, like, all padded up and... and my one piece and stuff like that uh, otherwise it's pretty pretty sparse so I, um, I I have gone back I'd gone back uh, to visit while living in the States a couple of times and I really really liked going to Canada when I was there so it's always I feel like it's always been a part of me right right so you go from Montreal to Florida nope no where do you Montreal go to New Jersey Jersey. Spent uh, a good, uh, a little bit over a decade in Jersey. Um, oh, so those were like real formative like years, like mm -hmm. those 80s years. Oh, was, yeah, was yeah. Jersey, eh? Yeah, I, I actually went, I mean, talking about going to comic book conventions, my, my first comic book convention was the New York Comic Con, but this was prior to the, the entity it is now, the huge thing it is now. It was, it was 
fairly big actually back in the day. It was in the Javits Center back in the 80s and 90s, I believe. Right on. Um, and this, this was, must have been 88 or 89 I went with my friends and we, this is the time when That's like... That's the year of Batman. Yeah, it yeah. was a big time for, for comics. Marvel had all the big guys. Rob Liefeld, Eric, yeah. you know, um, Larson, yeah. Todd McFarlane. Like, all those guys were working at Marvel at the time. And they were all at this uh, the convention. And I remember uh, bringing all my, like, Spider-Man 300. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, nice. I think, um, you know, Eric Larson had jumped on to uh, Spider-Man at that point as well. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so I, I remember going with some comics to get signed. And Whereabouts in Jersey? Um, Anywhere near Lake Highlands and Red Bank, like Kevin Smith territory? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? As a matter of fact, I, I see it's it's like uh, very... Uh, I took the train to um, Red Bank to go to the comic book shop there. Right. It's very possible that I I'd somehow crossed paths with Kevin Smith at that time. That's cool. Because he was in that area at that time. Yeah. And it was the only comic book shop that I went to. Because the only way to get comics back in the 80s, um, in my area at least, was to go to like the 7 Eleven get, and get the Spindle comic. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, and, I used the convenience store comics. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and you're, you're, you know, like if you. UPC code and all. And, yeah, 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 exactly. That one, totally. And sometimes. Like the, for whatever reason, the, they wouldn't get the comic book and the, the next GI Joe or something, right? So right, right. I would I would have to go f- make sure I filled out my whole series and go into Red Bank to the comic book shop there. It was right next to uh, there's an army surplus store. I've always wanted to talk to Kevin Smith. I've never actually met him, so I've always right. wanted to, to ask him if he was if that was the comic shop that he frequented that was right next to the army surplus store. Because okay. I can't remember. I really horrible memory when it I'm comes to names. I'm going to remember that. If I ever get the chance yeah. to ask him, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. yeah. Was the shop you went to near the army surplus? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> Just curious. Stealing uh, somebody else's memories <laughs> using them for yourself. That's so awesome. So I take it that it's in Jersey being those formative years when the art begins? Yeah, yeah. I've always, yeah. well, I've always been drawing. I mean, I can't remember not drawing. So you were one of those little kids who doodled a lot, like regular kids, but then just kept going? Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really, I, I did not like sports or anything where it was like organized in a, in a team setting. Okay. I always, I just didn't do well in that kind of scenario. Shy or introverted? Or- Probably a, a little player. bit. Yeah, I'd probably just not a little bit of a, a little bit of B. No, I mean like I, I definitely had friends and, and hung out and played like kickball and stuff like that. But I don't know. I was just always intimidated by like organized sports. I just right it just yeah, really yeah. made me uh, really scared. I guess I don't know. Intimidating. Yeah, it was, it was really sure, intimidating. Sure. So some some Especially thing when happened. It's something you're not drawn to, right? Like yeah. it's boring. It's not something that when you see you're like ooh like yeah. a flashy superhero like ooh that you know something in me gets that somebody yeah. wants you to run around on a field kicking a ball I totally I totally feel you man same thing because I had to play like t-ball and yeah. soccer and I never enjoyed it you know I yeah. never understood why I was doing it it felt like I was doing it because it's what you were supposed to do but yeah. you know yeah. never never like super loved it so was there a point that you were like this is what I'm going to do then when did you think to yourself I want my whole life to be art. Um, probably not until I was a teenager, but right. I, I, I'd always been around it. Um, 
my dad had been a uh, musician when he was a kid. Um, what did he play? He was a violinist. He, he oh, supposedly, he went to what, the, you know, the fame school oh, in, yeah. New York's, in New York City. Yeah. He went there. Like he was, Is that Juilliard? Is it based on Juilliard? No, no, it's at, there's an actual school. Um, I'm blanking on the okay, name of right, it, right, but right. Uh, where fame, it's was not like, Juilliard, but it's another oh, okay. school that, it's a high school. It was based for, on that. I used to love to watch that show. Do you remember the episode of that show where they did Wizard of Oz? Vaguely. Like, that one always sticks out because I was a kid and they did something cool like Wizard of Oz. You know, that like, was around the time when The Wiz came out too, I think, right? It was a little bit, a little bit after. I remember being a little bit younger, after. but I remember The Wiz coming out and being like, what is going on yeah. here, you know? But things were different then. I remember how terrifying Thriller was. Yeah. Remember how scary that was, It was man? scary. That and was they had, scary. I remember you'd go into Kmart and they'd be playing on the video monitors they'd be playing like the making of Thriller yeah you know and you'd always stand it'd be cool to, like to watch that like when your mom shopping or whatever Vincent Price's voice man like oh I didn't know God. I didn't know who he was other than through the Thriller video and he was just definitely how we all learned yeah. about Vincent Price it was yeah. absolutely about that right and then people kind of have an idea and then Edward Scissorhands just kind of yeah. knocks it home at least for our generation and you go back and you watch The Fly and all those movies oh all brilliant stuff man brilliant yeah. stuff so are these awkward moments of pauses? They're not actually awkward pauses. They're us both simultaneously <laughs> taking, taking sips of our pints here. We're not just staring at each other waiting for the next person to say something. That's one of the things I loved about uh, The Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, every He'd once have, in a while. Like, like, like awkward pauses, but like purposeful, like on yeah. purpose. He's like, are you ready for an awkward pause? And then he just stopped staring <laughs> kind of sit there. It's fantastic, man. Oh, that's good stuff. So, we're in New Jersey. Yeah. We're going to comic shops. We're yep. loving drawing. We're loving art. Yeah. Um, do you start to get involved in anything? Like, other than, like, school? Are you, like, anything on the side? Or are you, like, maybe I want to go to an art school? Um, I wish I could say that, like, I was super into comic book art or something where I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and I'm going to totally focus right. and spend all my waking hours doing it. I wish that had happened, but it didn't. I mean, the, <laughs> the honest truth is I was a pretty uh, all over the place kid. I mean, like I definitely uh, loved drawing and I would go home and draw a lot. But then I also like watching TV a lot, and I like right. being lazy. To be honest right. with you, I was, so you're like, I was kind of like lazy the rest kid. of us '80s kids. Yeah, to just watch cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Come play home, with our cool toys. Yeah, and stuff. I would watch right. Transformers and GI Joe, and, and I mean, I did like I would end up like drawing my own Transformers or GI Joes and cut them out, and you know, add them, nice. uh, you know, to play with my other GI Joes that I actually bought. Um, oh, really? But yeah, That's like I did awesome, stuff like man. that, and so I mean, I did actually create worlds of, of with G.I. Joes and Transformers Smurfs for some reason I, I thought Smurfs you know there weren't awesome enough Smurfs <laughs> there just the weren't they, they said there was like a hundred Smurfs in that village we only saw like 15 of them so I always invented my own Smurfs right but um, do you remember any of those Smurfs the ones I invented yeah <laughs> just pick a verb and I'm probably you know like uh, maudlin Smurf <laughs> exactly yeah. How are your parents about this all? Did they encourage it or just kind of let whatever happen naturally? Or did they ever try to push any kind of thing on you in any way? They were, well, my dad, I was saying before, he was like uh, going to become a professional uh, musician. 
and his his mom pushed him so hard that it turned him off oh, and yeah. he sad. just ended up once he left high school he ended up quitting uh, the whole music thing I mean he did uh, go into radio a little bit and really? then eventually he ended up becoming a customs officer um, from a musician to like radio to a customs officer. <laughs> I don't know. He was raising like a family. Needs steady, uh, yeah, yeah, he was raising come, a family. Needs I think. Steady. Yeah, yeah. He likes. He likes people. He likes. I mean, he's had some great experiences as a customs as a customs officer. Oh, I bet so. he's got nutty stories. Oh, he's met so many famous people. It's not even funny. Really? Every A list. Every A list person you can think of. He's met. Who's right. his favorites? Does he have a favorite? Is there one person he always brings well, up? Will Smith, he... he said, was really nice. Um, I think who else? Uh, he said, was, I think Oprah Winfrey was very nice. Like, there's been, there's Oprah? been some, yeah, there's Willie? been some really. He said some people were really like, um, uh, what's his name? He just got fired. Oh, uh, O'Reilly. Bill oh, O'Reilly yeah. said he was a douche. <laughs> like just like the, the exact way he is on TV, his personality on TV, he wasn't. That's person. no joke, eh? Yeah, the, yeah. The dudes for real. Yeah. So, um, but um, but they obviously they were creative people, so I guess they you know appreciated this in you at least. They didn't try to quell it. And be no, like, no, get no. a trade or no. They yeah. were well as because my dad was pushed so hard to do something uh, that he didn't necessarily want to do. I think he took a different tack with his kids, and he's like, you do what you want to do, and we'll kind of let you, you know, do it the way you want to do it. So I, I talking about sports, like, I think I did soccer. Uh, I don't remember the reasons why I, I decided to join a soccer team, but I did, and I hated it the first day, and I'm like, I'm not doing this ever again. Why did I do this? And then my parents were like, okay, you don't have to go back, right? So oh, I did nice. soccer for a day, right? Like, it was pretty, it was that was my only real uh, taste of organized sports. You're lucky, sports. man. My mom was like, screw you. I paid. You're going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I kind of wish I was pushed a little bit more. But, you know, I mean, they but they always encouraged the art. And they never they never said to me at any point, like, you know what? Uh, this is nice to do now. But you really want to start thinking about, you know, something a bit more serious, like being a doctor or a lawyer. They just, they just let me do it. And my parents... Um, so going from uh, Canada, Montreal, Canada, where my dad was a customs official, um, and my, my mom had uh, jobs as well um, as like a, a, you know, in, in uh, as secretary, things of that nature. As a sure. mom as yeah. well, obviously yeah. a big full-time job there. But my dad was a customs official, and then uh, I guess when they moved to the states, he got um, into advertising. Um, this is when cable was first coming out, right. and they required magazines and, and um, you know, like there's like TV Guide type uh, uh, weekly weeklies coming out. Um, they started kind of spreading like wildfire at that time, right and so he got into doing that, um, and owns like a company called like TV Venture, and then another one called TV Facts, and eventually. Um, Could he draw? Entertainment Did guy. he draw at all? Or? Not that I'm aware of. I'm sure he may have done that as a kid, but right, right, um, right. my mom did some painting. My mom's actually more a writer, uh, right. as we, we, we were talking well, about. I'm just wondering, does it come from anywhere? Do you got like any artists in your family, or do you think nobody that? famous that, that I, I know of? <laughs> you yeah, you necessarily need to be famous. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, like every I, I come from a fairly artistic. 
cultural family. Oh, yeah. My, okay. my right. grandmother was very cultural. She right. introduced me to a lot of growing up in New Jersey, uh, and she was from New York. So we'd go to New York City all the time, shows and I would and go stuff. to all the shows, That's all the amazing. museums, all the galleries. I did a lot of that kind of stuff as a kid, so That's I had that cool. as a, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I That's always had that in my life. Own, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. So just, I guess that just, may answer your question as to yeah. where it's come, where some of it's come from, that's definitely part of it. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, it's good to push on it, you know, like, there's so many things that we touch on as we're growing up, and different yeah. passions, and kind of flavors of the week, you know, it's nice when you're a kid to have the, either the luck or the, or the foresight to like keep going at something so it, it even naturally develops into something, you know? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I can draw. Yeah, I've seen you draw. Right, like I can draw. I know it's in me to be able to draw. Yeah. Had I stuck with it, I honestly think I'd be quite good. Yeah. But I didn't in any way. It was just something I enjoyed to do, but it was never what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like for, you know, life or professional. I was far more into film and acting, right? right? I wanted to be right. like an actor and a director. And, you know, I guess us creative types can do those different things. But sometimes I regret it. I'm like, had I put a little bit of practice or just, you know, kept doing it once in a while, where could I be at now? But right. at the same time, I've said to myself, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, you know. Yeah, so I yeah. still try to pick up the pencil and the pad and try to, you know, scribble something out once in a while. Yeah. I mean. It feels good, right? It's not even about uh, doing this as like a, a career profession because that kind of... I mean, you have to want to do it enough that you'll do it regardless. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, if you make money at it and make a living off of it, that's that's awesome. Obviously, you, it allows you to spend more time working on it. But, right. you know, my mom didn't really, she'd always kind of written uh, poetry or stories, but never really did anything with it as like a career until she retired. And then that's when we decide to do the children's book. So, okay. you know, I mean, I, I kind of feel that it's never too late to get into it. It may not be um, the way you not. think it's going to be, yeah. but, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't at some point decide, you know what, I'm just going to do this every day and see where it goes. And, you know, maybe it'll turn into something more. Maybe it'll just be a fun thing to do. Sure. I mean, if you're still breathing and you can move. Yeah. You can pretty much try whatever you want. Yeah. The second last day of life you can do. Be able to do it with your mind you know, soon. Start writing it. So yeah. where do we go from New Jersey? Mm. So uh, I, I, yeah. So when I was in Jersey, I did drawing, and and I was going to say my parents owned an uh, advertising agency. Oh, you so started was, a whole agency. For so that they stuff. had yeah, okay. creating uh, that entertainment guy I was talking about, right. and so I was around all that kind of stuff. I was around graphic design. All of the, the old school, like with the, um, the photostat machine and all the chemicals right. and um, you know, the, the, the yeah the like rubolith and all that and kind of yeah yeah, yeah right, the right. Uh, typesetting all that kind of uh, old school graphic uh, design that um, you know and then also computers too they had Photoshop and so I, I got a little bit of a taste of that world as well and I actually my first professional commercial work was uh, the cover of um, the entertainment one of their one like September or something of their entertainment guide I drew something uh, for them and it came out 
horrible. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, this is like a 12 or 13 year old kid drawing like a 12 or 13 year old awesome kid. It's awesome they let you try it. Yeah, though. I know. Like, I mean, that's super cool. It's cool. Yeah, it is a cool. So I can say when I was about 13 that I had my first professional work. So wait a minute, there was Photoshop when you were 13? Uh, maybe it wasn't. Let's see, when was Photoshop out? That was in the late 80s. Yeah, it could have been. Also, could have Photoshop been. came out in the late 80s. Yeah. Really? I, I think no so. 87. I think so it was 87. Old. I'd love to see the original program. Like, what was it? Like, three uh, it was, colors and like a cut yeah, and paste? Yeah, like it was, I think, you know, you had to, you could only do one or two things a minute. It was just, I don't remember it very much. I just do remember... Uh, watching them work on it and it was just very basic typesetting right. you know moving a graphic onto something you know that kind of stuff but um, that's neat though man yeah like you got right into the, kind of the beginning you know like, yeah you know, yeah it was, it's weird like my son is six and he wants to start a YouTube channel yeah okay cool you know for because all the video game guys out there like Dan DDM like YouTube stars yeah, that sure. play Minecraft and everything now he wants to start his own yeah that's I'm great like, Dude, you're six like he's like yeah and he's he's asked me I want to learn how to record and how to do this he likes the podcast yeah um you know yeah we're good thank you Brooke for so sweet checking on us um it, it's happening so quickly he used to not get what the podcast was. Yeah. Then he started to understand as he saw and heard that it's just talking and recording. Once in a while when he was really young, he'd goof around and put the headphones on and record some stuff and listen to himself, right? Yeah. And now he's like, I want to be on the podcast. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, we can do that. And he's like, today? And I'm like, well, no, i got to talk to this guy today. Yeah. Or I've got this done or whatever. Because he'll be like, Daddy, what are you doing? And I'm like, Daddy, I, or so I have to do a podcast. And that's what he busted out. I want to do a podcast. So I'm, I'm going to have to literally, I'm going to have to sit down with him and like see how long he can go. Yeah. And if he can go long enough, heck, I'll put that out. That'd be great. You know? So. Well, <laughs> the, the, their, their generation is like, uh, I don't know when it started, but in the last 10, 15 years, where they're completely internet immersed. Like they, they're the generation that didn't, they don't know it doesn't exist. Right. Right. So to pick up like an iPad or, or you know to be familiar with the internet it, it obviously as you said it would be something where how long is his focus going to be but he'll probably pick it up so quickly beyond anything that you would have picked up at oh, that age yeah. you know and oh, yeah. you know I mean I remember you know talking about like first um, Photoshop just remember having our first computer system and playing like car wars and <laughs> Yeah. You know, like the. Do you remember just... the Icon computers? Big. We had these computers in class here that were big white monitors. Right. Attached to the keyboard, so it wasn't like a separate monitor to the keyboard. It was like one big. Oh computer, yeah, 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 yeah. And the mouse was a ball that was built into right. The yes, keyboard. I know what you're talking about. And you could yeah. do very simple like line animation. And yeah. that's all we would do in class is like like draw like a boat and like make yeah. it move across the screen or whatever, right? Yeah, and you're like, that was, oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and then I remember my, my grandfather, my step-grandfather got a Commodore 64. Yeah. And, you know, that was like my first introduction to computers and stuff. Yeah. And look at us now. It's Coleco and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all those, all those uh, Atari and eventually Nintendo. And like, not only, there's so much to tell the kids, not only did they not have internet, or we not have internet, which, you know, boggles their minds, but when we did get internet, you tell them about stuff like dial-up. With a landline. Yeah, yeah, like, what? you know, and literally and having to wait. Yeah. You sit at your computer, like, people home. Like, here, like my, kid, my 18-year-old daughter complains about the internet being slow. Yeah. Like you have no idea. I would take twenty minutes to send an email. Yeah. And wait for it to load. Or yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I remember those days. So where is high school for you? Uh, partly in New Jersey and then partly Florida. So I did um, three years in Jersey, and uh, the this was when the savings and loan crisis hit the states so in the eight, in the late 80s a lot of areas were like going through a recession and um, our area was hit pretty hard so my dad basically got an, uh, got an opportunity to go back into customs in Florida and I I mean I had friends good friends and we did a lot of like art stuff together but I was not happy down in Jersey I did not like the kids I went to school with oh, really? for the most yeah I did not like it so I was very happy uh, it was my That's senior so, year It's kind of strange because most kids would be like what do you mean you're moving me my senior year like, yeah. yeah no I was happy to, to leave uh, New Jersey and move to Florida and it was like night and day for me I had a um, and this is when it, when I moved to Florida, this is when I was like, okay, I guess maybe I should be doing art a little bit more seriously. Okay. And because up until that point, I, I, I mean, I had... You had to have some sort okay. of plan if you were about to graduate. Like, yeah. What did you think you were going to end up doing? Did you, were you considering college or... I'd always, I don't know, I just kind of, college was like, just seemed like you had to do it. So I never really questioned uh, not going to college, but I, I don't know... I don't know if I looked too far into the future at that point. You know, I was kind of still in my head a lot of, you know, um, just dealing with uh, New Jersey, right? right? And I think I was just trying to stay above water there. And so the idea of like a future never really occurred to me until I did move to Florida. And then at that point, yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know what? Things are so much nicer here, and I'm much happier. And you were so you know, wrapped up in your own misery. Oh, that you couldn't that was even horrible. Think of the future. Oh, it was, yeah. It was, I, I mean, it's kind of sad to say, but it, I honestly <laughs> don't remember thinking about would I go to a comic book school or some. I don't know. Maybe I thought actually I might have. The one thing I may have thought about was. Um, uh, uh, Joe Kubert had a school in New Jersey. Yeah, Dover. Sure, the Kubert school. I, yeah, 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 I may have thought Still about going. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I may have thought about that at some point, um, and, and when I lived in Jersey, but um, I don't know. I just didn't think I was good enough. It was just all those types of, right. you know, right. kind of going through um, lots of the angsty hormonal teenage stuff that that sure. a lot of kids go through, and. Um, when I got to Florida, I kind of, yeah, I was like, you know what, maybe I should actually get a portfolio together, and, and I started working on um, doing that, and I was like, what kind of stuff do I want to do, and the art teacher was like, oh, do what you want to do, so I started doing more comic book style, right. like paintings, and um, getting something together to, to submit, and I might have sent it off to some of the art schools, but... I wasn't good enough. Like See, I that's just... pretty cool, though, because a lot of art teachers would be like, you know, study, do what we tell you, not just, yeah. you know. We had a, I remember my grade six, seven art teacher, Mrs. Dawson. Remember her name? 
and it was 1989. It was Batman, so everybody yeah. was all comic books, and that's yeah. all we wanted to draw. And it used to kind of frustrate her, right? But she was like, whatever, she'll go with it. So she brought in a comic artist. Oh, cool. I don't remember who. I wish oh, I did. that would be. Because now I have a good feeling that I know who it was, but it was someone, some friend of hers. And he drew Spider-Man or famous? something. Somebody famous? Somebody famous? It was famebody enough, yeah. Wow, that's... But so I <laughs> cannot remember who. So we used to copy comics, right? Like when a new comic would come out, we'd copy yeah. the comic, yeah. like, you know? And she always told us not to do that. She'd be like, try it yourself. Like, learn, you know, form and this, this, and that. And she told us that all year. And then she brought this guy in. And, like, the first thing he said was like, oh, no, keep doing that. Copy, copy, copy. Draw, draw, draw. Like, don't stop. If you can, yeah. like, learn to emulate. And, he, and you can see her just be like, oh. You know? Yeah. Like, so it worked out well, man, you know. I, I, I kind of wish I'd stuck with it more, but still enjoy to do it but I enjoy talking more so there you go so you graduate and then what um so I I just went to to like a, a normal university like I I actually didn't get into any art schools normal where'd you go I went to Florida Atlantic University it okay. was a commuter school it was sure. like it it was more or less just go to school figure out that, again, Keep busy, it, yeah, I wasn't exactly sure yeah. what I was gonna do. I had, I, I guess, I was more afraid that if I committed to being an artist and I found out I wasn't good at it, that it would be, I would be so disappointed. So I, I played with the whole, well, you know, if I'm not gonna really fully commit to being an artist. Just, uh, I'll see how it goes. Uh, so it was really more just me being afraid to, to like. You know, make the make the commitment, make the leap. Right um, but I think by about my second year of university, um, I met uh, my girlfriend at the time. She was going to go to Italy for a study abroad program, and at that point, I was like, you know what? I, I this is really what I want to do. I, w I want to get to be a good artist. So I went with her to Italy, to Florence, and did uh, like a three and a half month study there uh, for art and just completely immersed myself and it was nice. awesome it was such cool. an amazing three and experience. a half months yeah three and a half months in wow. Italy. Wow. and six months total in, in europe but um, really yeah straight yeah wow. where else in europe then all over like uh so it was like your base italy and you hopped around or uh well mainly when we were doing the three and a half months it was just within italy itself right. and then once the program was over um i took three months to travel around the rest of Europe. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Well, not all of Europe, but... How'd you, how'd you pull that off? You wash dishes along the way? No, I... Uh, my parents... pennies well? My, no, my parents helped. Nice. Yeah, well, the, the because I was paying for college, I think they felt, uh, you know, my, my sister, um, they had saved up money for my sister's education, and I think they kind of felt like they needed to do something for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, they're like, sure. The other yeah. Let's at least send them on a little vacation. That's or pretty much what it is, I think. They, they wanted to. And where else did you go, sorry? Oh, um, I went to Austria, Germany, uh, Poland. Wow. Uh, Czechoslovakia. Czech. Uh, no longer Czechoslovakia. Right, Czech right. Republic and uh, Slovakia, Slovenia, uh, England, France, Spain, Portugal. That's yeah, cool, man. Portugal must have been nice. Yeah, it was man. good. Some crazy stuff. No UK, yeah. though, huh? What's that? No UK, though? No, yeah, England. 
Oh, you did go to yeah, England. England. Sorry to hear yeah, you yeah. say that one. Yeah, England. No, yeah. Scotland, though. No, I, I, uh, I would love to uh, go to Scotland, Ireland, Wales. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah, uh, one place to. in Europe I've been is Scotland. Yeah. And I just want to go back. No, I'd love to. That's My girlfriend's like, let's go, we go to Italy. We can go to Rome and see all And I'm like, nope. I just want to go back to Scotland, man. There was something about, literally, when I got off the plane, I was like, something feels right. <laughs> my like, people. I like, it's I, my people. It wasn't quite that far. Like, I Is that your background? Cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, very, like, family. So it's your people, man. Well, here's the thing. It's not like we just came from Scotland. The family stayed connected. So over like a hundred years, they've never lost touch. Okay. Right. So, there you so go. between Scotland and my family, all in Niagara region and St. Catharines, there was a constant connection as people came over and came back. Right. And mixed and mingled. So it really is your home. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, I, 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 it just felt proper. It felt. I don't want to say like you know these are my people or anything or get down and kiss the ground or anything. I mean, that is but what it is. There was something just. Really comfortable about being there. You yeah, know? it's not. It wasn't like other places I've been where I got super stoked or whatever, right? But uh, yeah, that was only my only Europe. Everywhere else I've gone is a beach. <laughs> it's good. Mexico, Jamaica, Cuba, Dominican. Yeah, I'm a beach guy. Oh, give me a beach. I'm so happy, man. There are beaches in Italy. I have to say. Well, this is true. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my, Cinque Terre my boss just went there. Yeah. And they Coast. The whole week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous, man. I would yeah. love to check it out, especially Rome. I would yeah. love to see the Colosseum and all oh, that yeah, cool yeah, stuff, yeah. man. That's crazy, crazy. It's, it's um, if, as an artist, it's definitely like you're just inspired by everything you see. And right. I, 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 I would love to go back with my wife. She's never been, so it, it'd be interesting to go back. It's been uh, 20 years this year, so... Uh, I mean, we don't plan on going for a while, but... Were you with her then, or did you... No, you no. did... So did you do this alone? Did you do in a backpack? Well, I, as I said, I went with my girlfriend at the time. Okay, and but who wasn't... This different girlfriend than the wife now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. This is this right. is back in... This is in college, so... Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, so I uh, didn't really start taking art seriously, I think, until around that time. Actually, uh, maybe a little bit before that. Maybe my first semester of university, I, uh, I got mono... Really? Yeah, it was a weird. Like I had, I couldn't leave my house. So, because uh, as I said, it was a commuter school. So, I just, I think I just went to school and then came home, and I was so tired all the time. But I did nothing but study. I could do nothing did you catch else. Catch it early or something? Or? Mono? Who knows? It's the kissing disease. I don't know where I got it from. Some girl, maybe. I don't know. It can hit people pretty <laughs> damn hard. I remember a kid yeah. in high school died from getting it at uh, Clarkson. He was on the football field. And he was during practice, and then he just collapsed, and they found out he had mono. I had, um, so I was really active. At that point, I had actually gotten into, like, running. Like, I was on the track team and stuff. So, um, I remember at some point that I was hurting more than I normally did after I, I did a run. Like, it was just, like, it was a different kind of pain, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and I was really tired. And I think my parents kind of, I don't know if I, I can't remember exactly, but just knew something was something off. Something was off. Yeah. So they, yeah, I went to, and this was right around the end of, or the end of the summer prior to school, and they diagnosed me with mono. And basically, the doctors like, yeah, you're probably gonna have this for about a month, month and a half, and yeah, you're, you, you maybe I had it at that point, maybe I had it for two weeks, and he's like, you'll have it for another month or something. Oh and he's God. like, you really can't do anything. I mean, if you go to school, uh, you have to take it supremely easy because right. it's dangerous. And um, 
I just remember um, all I did that first month of school, I just had art appreciation and a couple other classes and I just, I was like, well, what am I, I can't go out, can't party, right. that's what I wanted to do, I wanted to like sure, socialize and yeah, stuff, yeah. it was my first semester of uh, school, so I, I just sat at home and read, and I read this the art appreciation, art, um, it's Jansen's art history book, it's a famous like, it's like a 800 or 1000 page, it's big, it's huge, Most, it's That's still used, and I read off. that thing from beginning to end, and I actually really enjoyed all the history, I really really enjoyed looking at all the pictures, and I did really well in that class, I, I remember one of the, a little pride that I had, because the teacher, he, t he gave two tests, a midterm and a final, and he said, if you get 100 on my midterm, you don't have to worry about the final, and I got like 100 in two or something. Nice. So I was like one of three kids yeah. that they got just pretty much, he's like, pretty much didn't even have to go if I didn't want to for the rest of the semester. I did, because I really liked the class, but I didn't need to take that last test. So right, right. Um, yeah, that was a really, that was a really, I so I think that kind of started uh, I fractured that. my ankle once at work. Yeah. And I had to be off for like four like weeks. Like off from a tree or something? Or? No, I, I actually, I just jumped off the back of a truck. And my okay. ankle rolled, Ooh, but so bad. badly that there was a, like a hairline fracture all wow. along my ankle. And my, the doctor was like, you wish you would have broken it. Oh. Had you broken it, it would have been far less painful from this. Jeez. Oh, dude, it was like, I thought I had my foot cut off. It wasn't like oh, a wow. break. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, really bad because it's not your bone's like breaking. It's like the, oh. it's just bending yeah. in a really, really hard. Think about it, it's just splitting a bone because it was like along like like the one of like the plate bones on the top, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it like literally like a crack form. So I couldn't move. I wasn't just stuck in my house for a month. I was stuck on the couch for a month. Wow, yeah. So I watched the entire Highlander series on DVD, <laughs> which I luckily had because I'm a big fan. Yeah. But I yeah. started at the beginning and I watched all six seasons. Okay, the, like the seasons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I couldn't do anything, and it drove me crazy. Yeah. Man. Not just cabin fever, but being stuck where the tiniest movement would just, like, oh, yeah. destroy my foot, you know? Nowadays, I'd give anything to be off for a month. Yeah, so you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get into the whole comic yeah. book thing. Well, or... I would spend all day, like, just, like, editing pods and working yeah. on the website. Like, all the stuff I have no time to do now that I just want to sit not move and do. It's kind of what I do every day now. Nice, nice. I, I, that's my life right at the moment. So where do you come back from Europe to? Do you come back to Florida? Yeah, I went back to Florida. Um, and I think sophomore year you have to declare what you're going to be focusing on. Right. What your major is going to be. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to do a fine art BFA. Nice. And I'm going to uh, minor in graphic design. I still, I had mentioned earlier that I was, I, I wasn't confident in that I, of my abilities. I always kind of made excuses for myself. And I think all along I really wanted to be a comic book artist. I knew it, right. but I never, I didn't want to admit it because I knew I wasn't good enough to, to do it, right. in my head at least. And so, I'm, and, and I also thought, well, I wouldn't ever be able to get a job doing it, so I had to be practical. But if I was going to at least be an artist or, or be a commercial artist, you know, find something that I can make money at. So I, I minored uh, in graphic design, and, and I actually got a job as a graphic designer. Um, I think it was my, it might have been my second or third year in school. Uh, this guy that I was in school with, he, he worked um, 
for a uh, company that uh, put like art on some of the some different software companies. Like, um, I'm trying to remember exactly uh, the name of the company that that uh, they worked with, but this is basically just um, at this really low key three D animated stuff, and you had to like. Uh, the, the guy that I worked with or that got me the job he kind of did very basic 3D rendering but they needed somebody to clean it up in Photoshop first and so they hired me to do it was very monotonous work but when it's I got story. there yeah. they had for whatever reason they, they were expecting a job to come in but it hadn't come in yet so in the meantime uh, my boss is like well just learn Photoshop so I, I had as I said been like somewhat familiar with Photoshop prior, having had seen it um, when I was a kid at uh, home, right. and then in school we were learning uh, Photoshop as well. So I, I something about Photoshop really appealed to me. I just really liked that you can create like these cool effects in Photoshop, and I got this job Super where they basically yeah. yeah, it's a fun tool, and and I was paid to learn Photoshop essentially. So That's I, awesome. I had. Come on. I, they had Photoshop books. I bought my own Photoshop book. I basically read through all of them and, and tried all different things every day. So I, I, at that time, I got, I think it was Photoshop 3 at the time, I got really proficient in Photoshop on somebody else's dime and just completely fell in love with it. And graphic design itself was, was cool, but um, I just like the, the more the illustrative aspect of Photoshop. Um, Sure. And you know, taking something I'd maybe like drawn and then scanning it into the computer and playing around with it right, in Photoshop. Right. I like Dude, I'm just right now like loving playing with Paint.net. Right. You know, like you know, it's free. It's simple. Yeah. And I don't have the time to learn to do this professionally. Yeah. So yeah. That's so lucky that you got that start. Oh, man. totally. Early yeah. Start, you know. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to where you return to your home and native land. Mm. What, what brings this about? So, um, I'd actually been a freelance graphic designer for maybe three or four years okay. uh, since college, since I'd gotten that job at that company, and I was doing a lot of graphic design stuff, but I started doing some concept art as well, and um, I eventually wanted to, I was, I was still playing around with like wanting to become a comic book artist but not quite completely dipping my feet into it so I was I was creating comic book stuff with friends and right. getting more serious into it but not enough that I was um, creating like content for it but I wanted to get work closer into that field okay. uh, some illustrative field or something more more um, Along my the lines of, of uh, you know my interests like right. comic books or animation or toys or whatever interests you well something right. but something yeah. more along those lines because I'd been doing graphic design but it's all boring like you know like creating business cards and sure. things that I just I found very dry so I was looking to find something not quite comic books because I just, again I was making excuses in my head but closer to my sensibilities. And I actually got a job while I was uh, I was serving at a restaurant. I was doing more uh, illustrative stuff 
at that point uh, for the restaurant and then in my, my own uh, free freelance time. And I got a job offer um, to work at a, uh, a toy company called Play Along Toys. And their claim to fame was uh, they had gotten the properties licensing for all the Britney Spears uh, dolls and in sync and all this kind of play along, right? Yeah, this they is, were a big enough name. They I were know, pretty big. Right? They were they were connected to like some of the big boys. Um, yeah. the, the the owners were uh, like X Mattel and and okay. all that play, sure. you know, like all those uh, yeah. companies. And so I got a job, and I was still doing graphic design. But at least it was something a little bit closer to my sensibility as, right. as an artist. And while working there, they got the, um, the licensing for Enter the Dragon. No way! Yeah, cool. and I actually worked on the, um, the packaging for that. Oh, okay. So and now you're like, okay. Yeah, this now, was now like... you had a taste of something that you would enjoy working on? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was great. And, and the, the, they had... Um, concept art for the uh, figures that they were doing and there was these guys out in uh, San Diego I think or San Francisco working on it and so uh, I got to see all that stuff and it, just seeing that really started to inspire me again so maybe, I, maybe this is something I should really think about doing as a career and um, I was there at this job for about a year and a half and my sister had been working out in West Coast in San Diego for a uh, rental property company, okay. and they were opening up an office in Toronto. Is she dual citizen as well? She's a dual citizen okay. as well. So they knew that she was a dual citizen, or she offered. She basically said, "Listen, I'm a dual citizen. You won't have to. You can pay some somebody that already works for the company to go up there." And so they um, moved her over, transferred her to Toronto. And my sister at that time, uh, we had kind of reconnected. We had, I don't know, as kids, she was my sister. But it, uh, when we got older, became adults, we became friends. And so, yeah, so she, she was like, hey, do you want to move up here? Maybe we can be roommates. And I'm like, you know what? I loved the job I was working at, but I was, I, if I wasn't, I would stay there for a long time. And I don't think... It would have been bad if I had, but I wouldn't have been doing. It wouldn't have pushed me to do to do uh, comic books. I think. Okay. I really, I think that that it was it was placating me to the point where I, I needed a push, and this was it. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's go for it. And so I moved to Toronto, and that's when I decided I'm gonna to fully immerse myself into the comic book world again. Okay. And um, what year was this? How long? Two thousand one. Right. Right oh, before September eleventh. Yeah, wow. like a month before. Strange time. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, and are you in Toronto, or do you come here to Burlington? No, I'm in Toronto. Oh, I live in Toronto. Right on. Right, right on. That's cool. Whereabouts in Toronto were you living? First, I lived uh, University and uh, Dundas area. Okay. Like right, right in the, right yeah. in the heart, right yeah, in the yeah. corner, right, That's right uh, in the middle of the city. Is my sister. She didn't know any better. She was like, she, she, if we're she, doing it. We're doing it full. Oh, full like our place is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I think, I think this may be a bit expensive for us, but she wanted a really nice place, and she had been there. She got there before I did. And she was making a pretty good amount of money, so you know, I mean, I figured I'd get a job as a server because I'd done that previously. Um, that's a good transferable skill, and then. It would also allow for me to uh, get really just delve it back into comic books. Sure. And um, first thing I did 
was Fan Expo. I went to that, that Fan Expo that was, uh, I think it was in August or something like that of that year, uh, 2001. That would have been like one of the first years it was actually called Fan Expo. Yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Might have been first or second year. Where do you I don't meet know. the wife? Where in there does the wife come out? I actually met her at the um, the restaurant I was working at. Okay. Yeah. So and was this around just after that time that you moved to Toronto? Yeah, like okay. within within I met her within two months of being there. I didn't. We weren't dating at that point, but I met her. She was a she became a bartender. Uh, well, I was a bartender at the uh, restaurant and. Uh, we didn't care for each other at first. Really? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't love at first sight. It, 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 I, we joke about that. It wasn't like a, a romantic love at first sight type story. She thought I was a jerk. Um, uh, total rom com situation. Yeah, yeah. Like that was her uh, meet cute. It was uh, basically me pushing her under the uh, bar. You know, uh, to to get out of my way or something. That's what she says. I don't remember doing that to her. But, um, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was. I, I mean, I wasn't really. Uh, I, I, I was maybe obnoxious is a better word to put it. I think I was being obnoxious to her. All and right. She didn't really care for it. So you meet the wife. You're here. Life is happy. You're finally doing what you're wanting to do. So what is the first project that you do that you're like, okay, now I'm doing it? Well, I had gone to the Fan Expo and there was a uh, flyer to sign up for a comic book club and I'm like I'm going to do I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to this comic book club. Rip that number. Yeah, and so I think there was uh, September was the first meeting and the first this is the first time I met Sam Agro. Right on. And Marvin Law. Those guys were, nice. were yeah, they were at this comic book club and um it was a bunch of a bunch of other guys as well, but the Sam and Marvin are the ones I'm still in touch with. Right. And um, we, the club, just wanted to like, amongst talking about comic books, we also wanted to create comics. And so uh, we decided to create an anthology. Uh, and I think it was called like Broken Pencil or Pencil Monkey or something like that. Right, right, right. And so. Uh, I paired up with Sam. So Sam, he was, for those that don't know Sam Agro, he's, uh, he's been in the uh, animation business and the comic book business for like the last 25 years. He's What's also his, a writer. Uh, and he, he's, he's got a skill though. What's his particular Well, he's done storyboards. Skill? Storyboards. No, but isn't it, is it inking or lettering or coloring? Storyboards. That's his. Okay. That was his thing. No, I, I mean, thought there was one thing that he had that was like his skill. Like I'm, like I'm a badass inker or a letterer or something. Oh, like he's that. a really he's he's an excellent inker. But he was he worked for Nelvana. He was a storyboard artist for oh, Nelvana, and okay. he and he that he's done uh, commercial storyboards and storyboards for movies like Saw. Very right? cool. Uh, really? So that, yeah, that was his thing. You should you should have him on your show. Well, here's the thing. I believe we're friends on Facebook, but for some reason I don't know if him and I have. Ever actually come face to face and cross I'll introduce paths. you at Fan Expo. Does he go to the shows? Yeah, I'll I introduce you to Fan Expo. Right? I'm sure you have, but I'll, I'll introduce you. 14 years or something. I'm sure I you've met Sam. I've met him at this point. But I'll introduce right. you. I'll introduce you. He's a great guy. But no, he's the name I hear most uh, most about from. Uh, I'm okay. He's the name I hear most about from everyone I know that I feel like I haven't actually met yet. So Sam. Sam Agro. Sam, yeah. we got to talk. Yeah, yeah we'll have, he's, we'll a, he's a, a good chat. guy. Good stuff. Well, let's see if I can try to get Brooke's attention. Brooke's attention. <laughs> oh, he's holding up this paint with his finger in the air. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm alright, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, Holding up your pipe, putting your yeah, finger yeah, in the air is the universal go. say for <laughs> more. Thumbs up. Uh, so yeah, we, we actually put out, I think there was three of them. Um, and I think I, I'm trying to remember, I definitely worked on two. It, there may have been four. I did two of them. Really? So yeah, we, we actually um, created these anthologies and I think we got a table at Fan Expo one so year as wait well. a minute, you're like 25, 26? 20, no, wait, you're three years older than me. So like 28. 27, 28. It's like 17 years ago. Yeah. Man, you've been, you've been in it for a little bit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is probably around 2002, 2003 that we're creating these comics. So we, we actually, I don't have, I don't know if I actually even have a copy at this point, but I do have. Uh, so Sam, uh, he wrote two of the stories I worked on, and he also inked them. And honestly, he <laughs> made them so much better because I was not—I was not very good at that point. Um, you know, I mean, just in the sense of I didn't know what I was doing at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, like he was a really good storyteller, and it was just fun. Really, it was really fun working with him. And we. As I said, print got it, some prints, and then there was they had a table, uh, fan expo one year, but also around this time, um, I, I wanted to start taking classes, uh, all different art classes again. It'd been a while, and so something more comic book specific, or just all all different right. stuff. I ended up doing um, I just a lot of con um, um, continuing education. So I ended up uh, doing stuff at. Um, OCAD, uh, and I ended up doing uh, some animation classes at Sheridan. Oh, yeah. uh, Greg Hyland was my teacher. Yeah, sure. Um, right on. And um, so I was really getting myself back into that whole like mindset of it, really trying to get better at it. And then um, Marvin uh, had had been at Bright Anvil Studio. Uh, and Bright Anvil, it was a. Uh, there'd been it'd been another studio prior, but it it um, it was a studio. This is uh, where um, I think Francis Manipal had been at this, yeah, one for me permutation of this studio. Uh, you had uh, Craig Craig uh, Jung there. Uh, you had um, so good. Yeah, um, Adrian Alfano. He was it was funny. My story with him is that um, so I was taking classes there and they actually invited me to um, like if I wanted to be part of the studio at oh, that yeah. point so I think that was when I met Adrian and Adrian had just been asked to be part of the studio but he had already like just gotten a job at Marvel for Runaways okay yeah, so I don't know yeah. exactly what was going on with him per se but um, he was I remember sitting there being introduced to him and he's like drawing these characters that he's going to be working on uh, and I you know like just looking at his work going wow this guy's amazing um, I want to be able to you know draw like that at some point uh, and um, I ended up so I ended up there for maybe about six months and uh, Mike Del Mundo was, was, with, was there at the time um, and a couple other guys so it was uh, yeah so I was there and uh Around that time, um, I 
was fully immersed into the art, but my wife, my girlfriend at the time, uh, she was having difficulty getting a consistent job. Uh, I was working as a server, doing pretty well. I had the, the, the comic book thing on the side, but I know she wasn't really happy, and she'd been talking about uh, she was. She had been trapped. When I met her, she had just come back from like a year in Australia, New Zealand, and she was getting the travel bug again. Right. And I, I, I love traveling, um, and so she was kind of planting that seed in my ear as well, going, "Hey, you know, like maybe we can travel, uh, like wor uh, work someplace and somewhere, uh, teach somewhere." And so we ended up deciding to um, do uh, Tessel. Uh, or ESL in Japan, and uh, this is around the time when I was at Bright Anvil, so I, it was a tough choice because Bright Anvil was gonna—they were gonna create like a graphic novel for all the guys that were in the studio. We were gonna and then submit it to San Diego. Oh right, right, yeah. And I was like, ooh, this this could be a really good opportunity. But then going to Japan and living in another country like that, I I remember having lived in Italy, and it was just an amazing experience, and I just grew so much from that artistically. Sure. And so I, I kind of, it was just a choice I don't regret at all, um, but uh, it was it was definitely at, at the time in my life where I'm like, I built something comic book wise, and I could have, who knows what would have happened if I had stayed at yeah. Anvil, but right. you know, I decided... Um, well, they didn't last too much longer after that. They didn't, they right? didn't. So, so I, I mean, I don't think it was, it, was, it wasn't a right or wrong decision, it was just more, um, I just... Sometimes you have to kind of do something pretty drastic, I think, to, to push yourself. And I'm, and that's take a chance, man. So, but if I hadn't gone to Japan, salt, salt water would never have been created. Right. That's where I met the writer Mitch Cook. Right. Very cool. Thank you. So you meet a writer named Mitch Cook in Japan. Is he a fellow teacher in the project? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Where is he from? Seattle. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, we'll get into the work then, man. So your first comic book. So well, the the my first comic book completely on my own. No, that or, you worked on in any way. Well, that the, that one that I, anthology I'd worked on with the comic book okay. club. Okay. Well, no, like just like a single issue, like of a comic that you had your hand in. Right. Okay. So um, going back to, I lived in Japan. Mitch and I had started coming up with ideas for comics, and we actually had fleshed a whole series out. And then he ended up leaving after a little less than a year. I kept on working. Um, at that point, um, when we were ready to go, we decided I decided to go back to school and uh, went to uh, uh, signed up for a school called Max the Mutt. Um, yeah, Dave Ross. Yep, yep. Uh, that's where I met Dave Ross, Richard Case, He's Ty amazing. Templeton. What a good um, dude. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of uh, um, really great artists there, right. and um, so came back. To, uh, from Japan, came back to Toronto, and uh, went to school immediately. And that, so now at this point, I'm like 110% into the comic book world. Like I, as I said, once I got to Toronto, I really wanted to get myself complete. I decided I'm going to do this. I'm just right. going to, you know. But at this point, I still hadn't created like a full comic book. And I, I went to school and started um, learning all, like relearning a lot of art. 
getting a really strong foundation, getting really confident uh, in what I was doing, met, meeting a lot of artists that are now, uh, you know, guys working in the industry. Or, Did you or ever my, take the boot camp? Did you ever take a Thai course? I took his version of it at Max the Mutt. Okay. Uh, which I, his storytelling class is awesome. Like, I still use that to this day. Right on. Uh, I'd love to go take his boot camp class, but... Um, but I got a good taste of it when I when I was at Max the right, sure. uh, Dave's uh, he just came out with a book, it's an amazing. anatomy book. It's amazing. Yeah. I saw his. Oh he had, my goodness! It's he had amazing. started creating a lot of those. Like probably he's redrawn them since, but that's where that started. Because I yeah. remember having conversations about him with him because he'd come into class. Actually, I took he had, he took a uh, during the summer he was offering an anatomy for uh, comic it was a dynamic anatomy for comic book artist class yeah. and that's where he had these pamphlets he had drawn, you know like created uh, from his drawings you know of, uh, the characters in all different perspectives maybe it was a perspective I can't remember if I did one or two classes during the summer with him but it was like uh, perspective and dynamic anatomy and he had these great I still have them at home and I put into like a, a binder but I'd asked him like are you going to create a book from this he's like yeah someday and then he just you know he just awesome. released it so yeah, that's yeah, really cool yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure it had nothing to do took, with me uh, asking him but. well it's very cool that he took the old the remember the old video the Jim Lee and everything how to draw comics there no, wasn't Jim Lee I think it was Steve Buscema are you talking about Stan Lee and John yeah, Buscema's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, how to draw comics the Marvel, Marvel way. That, that's my bible yeah I absolutely. love that book and I remember watching that and learning as a kid and you learn yeah. your like lines and then your ovals and your shapes oh, yeah. and how to construct a body oh yeah but then when I saw the way that Dave Ross used the cylinder yeah, he does in the new book, yeah. and I'm like, that's just a whole new parallel yeah. to the thing. And I was like, yeah. even as a guy who very casually draws, I got really excited looking yeah. through this book. Right? Oh, that's cool. I was like, this is this is some cool stuff, man. Yeah. And Dave's such a nice guy too. Yeah, Dave is you great. Know? He's a great teacher. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good talker. So yeah, you know. he's a nice guy. So so going back yeah. to, I was at Max the Mutt, and. Um, I was there for a little bit over a year and a half and decided that I really appreciated the foundation they gave me, but I, I could tell that their comic book program wasn't quite the way I wanted to, to go for it. I, I was ready to kind of do my own thing at that point. Um, and so this is around 2009, I think, and I ended up dropping out. Um, but I had, now I had all this confidence in regards to like I knew what I was doing, right. um, and Get so yeah. So I around we had my wife and I had started our own company a couple, about a year or two prior, and we were um, she had been working for a photography studio, and that the owner wanted to um, create a franchise of it. Uh, no, it wasn't quite a friend. It was an association. So we bought into this association of the studio that he had created, and we, we opened up an office in Toronto. And my basically, I was just the manager. So my wife would be doing a lot of weddings, and I would have to be holding down the fort. And so a lot of a lot of times, though, I was able to draw, and I that's when I started going back into freelance, uh, doing comic book work. Um, and so, um, besides about the time you hooked up with Dom, then? And no, 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 no. This no, is no. still prior to that. Oh, so, wow. this is around 2010 at this point. 
when we officially opened up our studio. And a friend of ours had created this character called Bitby, uh, Bot in the Box. It was like a uh, kid's children's type of uh, character that uh, he wanted to turn into a children's book. And I, I was like, you know what? Um, I think you'd be better doing this as a comic book. Um, just because I think it would sell better. I still believe that to this day. And so he hired me to draw this comic book for him of, of his character Bitby. And so we created this story storyline around it. And uh, I worked on that for about four or five months and got it, we got it printed. And that was uh, the first year I did Fan Expo right. as, as a professional okay. with my own product. So 2010, we, we, we uh, uh, got a table for Fan Expo. We had Bitby, the comic book. It was my first comic book I'd ever created on my own. I, like he, he wrote a basic storyline and I ended up visually storytelling it because uh, he wasn't familiar with the comic book world so much. And... Um, you know, so I put the whole thing together, and yeah, so that's kind of how it started uh, for me, at least. So 2010 would have been my first official fan expo with my own table and my own comic book, and then from that's then cool, I've kind man. of uh, progressed. And just started doing more and more. So you said it was around 2013. Your mom retired. Yeah, she may have retired She's around like, 2012. Maybe I want to draw books yeah. Now, and you're gonna, you're, I'm gonna write books, and you're gonna draw them. <laughs> And exactly that same voice too. You sound, it's I've uncanny. Met your mother, okay? That's yeah, true. Yeah, That's yeah. true. You have I had time to study that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she were yeah around 2012 2013 she retired. So I'd been at that point. Um, I might start mixing up some of the timeline a little bit. But that may have been when I around 2013 is when I met Dom as well. Right on. Um, I'd been doing, so since 2010, I'd been freelancing as an illustrator. Um, so I hadn't done too much comic book work after Bitby. But you were doing, what's the specialty thing you get? Personalized illustrations. Yeah, personalized illustrations, so like like families or like wedding portraits of people in pretty much any way they want them, right? Yeah, it's yeah, more, yeah. I kind of say it's like they're cosplaying, right? They, yeah. they get to be superheroes in their own... Uh, you know, illustration or painting, right, right, whatever you want to call it. That's cool. Uh, so I'd been doing that, running the studio, uh, the photography studio. Uh, I worked. Um, I I worked for a company that did uh, animation for the two Disney movies I worked on, uh, Winnie the Pooh and Princess in the Frog. You don't know this? No. What you, really? Mean? I'm sure I've told you about this. You no. On Winnie the Pooh and Princess My and the Frog. My girlfriend's gonna lose her mind, man. And Princess She's, and the Frog. Too, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But. Winnie the Pooh, man. Yeah, yeah. I worked on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that's that's very very yeah. cool. Doing what? Like uh, digital ink and paint. So well, how'd you get hooked up with that? Through Max the Mutt, uh, one of my uh, teachers. She she was uh, yeah Trudy. Uh, she she was uh, she had always liked that I was um, had worked professionally before uh, as a as a graphic designer because uh, in her class. Like she was explaining things and ask questions, and I'd be able to answer because I, I had a, a background. So what do you together. do? Do you work on that digitally and then send it to them, or do you do you work on it from here? No, it's a. Uh, I worked at the studio, uh, not Disney, but uh, Yowza Animation, uh, and that. And, and so where is Yowza? They're in Toronto. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool, man. They, uh, I think they did like. I want to say they did like. That's Space Jam, but they did... Wait a minute. Did they do um, 
Romeo and Juliet? They may have, yeah. I did a job the other day. Uh, a bunch of tree work, as I do in the real life daytime. Yeah. And I was talking to my client, and he owns a studio, an animation studio downtown. He's telling me all about it. And Yowza's sounding, I don't know if it's if it's sounding familiar because I know Yowza, or if that's what he said his studio was called. Right. But they, he told, I was like, you work on anything I know? And he's like, uh, Romeo and Juliet? I think it may some yeah. other stuff so wow small world yeah, that's very yeah. cool I had no idea man so you go to the studio and you work on it digitally there and send it in is it real inks and paints at that point no it's um, so back in I think this is around the same time uh, 2010 um, is when I may have started on this stuff maybe in 2009 no it was 2010 2011 um, wow and so um they uh, would get the framed uh, pencils, or the pen, pen. So basically, the way it works is uh, Disney uh, used to do classic illust- uh, right. animation, right. where it was hand drawn, hand drawn pages, yes. and then they went into to 3D, and they uh, decided they were going to do like a resurgence of it. And his first movie was Princess and the Frog, right? And it was going to be their first. Uh, classically um, animated movie but with a hybridized version of uh, 3D. Okay. Uh, it was a hybridized uh, pro- uh, program called Toon Boom. So uh, they would have somebody drawing uh, the frames traditionally and then they would get scanned and their, the software would actually vectorize the, the pencils to create uh, an ink line and a shape line or a shape vector. So our job is the digital ink and paint would be to uh, take the ink line and draw the whatever color the character or the where the scene was post was required, and then we would fill in the shape uh, vector uh, layer vector uh, with the color that was required, and that's how it's like the old cell animation, right? Right. Uh, old cell animation would be one side you you do the, the the line art, and the other side would be the filling in of the shapes. And so that was, it was just an updated version of that. Dude, that is too. It's very cool. Cool. Yeah, it was very which, cool. Do you know which Pooh it was? Was it that Winnie? It the was Pooh the Winnie Pooh that came out in 2011. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it was great. Yeah, I loved That's it. Incredible. Like I didn't realize they worked on it like that. Like would yep. send the work here. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Taste to know people, eh? Yeah, well, I actually, well, this community, as we've talked about a million times with a million people on this show, how spoiled we are. As right. far as education, as far as the artists who are already here to instill knowledge upon people, it's, yeah, uh, the the galleries, the, the museums, the community, the, it's it's unbelievable. It really yeah. is. You know, at one time, three of the four Batman artists were living in Ontario. Right. Like that's come on. You know. Well, I mean, Toronto itself. I mean, it's the Hollywood in the north. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but it used to be like the Hollywood in the north, right? So you have a lot of productions coming up in Toronto. You get a lot of, um, you know, animation uh, houses because well, of that, and, also, and they did via, you know, the VFX and all that stuff. Well, it's different with technology. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to work for DC or Marvel, you got to get your ass to New York City. But you could also just walk in the building and like hand your shit straight to the editor and yep. work for somebody. Yeah. But now you don't got to be there. 
That's right. And, yeah. you know, when you've got lineups, when you got Jason Fabok, David Finch, Ty Templeton, Ken Lashley, all these people living within an hour of each other. The Raid Studio. Yeah, the Raid Studio. It's, it's, it's maddening. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It's great for the community. It's great for oh, people yeah. coming up. And to have such easy access to these, you know, incredible, incredible talents. Yeah, is, yeah. Like I say, we're spoiled, man. It's, oh, it's you know, true. I mean, yeah. as I said earlier, I kind of fell into, like, a lot of these things, not not fully appreciating what I was I was falling into, but, right. you know, it wasn't incredibly hard to find out about Bright Anvil, which, you know, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. kind of... Where a lot of these guys, up and coming guys, came came up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now well, Raid uh, is the studio. Raid, Raid is incredible, man. To have that kind of talent in one one organization, and not yeah. just what's there now, what's come through, mm-hmm. and what is still there now is yeah. is, is unbelievable, you know. Um, so your mother retires, and yeah, she decides yeah. to write a children's book, which. We- she gets you to edit, or do you no, just no, no, we, we, not uh, edit, sorry, to draw? Illustrate. Yeah. No, um, there was a little bit more. Um, I was concerned that uh, she wasn't going to... She wasn't going to push herself. Like, I, I just... I, she, she... I mean, my mom... Uh, it's not lazy by any means, but she just she likes Same she likes you got where yeah you got she likes watching her HGTV. Enough, though, like. Yeah, well, maybe a little bit of that, but yeah. more like um, she she likes to travel. She likes to watch her HGTV, but I wanted her to be able to. She'd always been creative, and I just thought, you know, I wanted to see that she made. This you, is her time to be able to do it. You had confidence in her that she could be yeah. able to do it. Yeah, so exactly. you wanted to help push that along. Exactly. Oh, you're a sweet son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And um, that is, uh, we're three books later now, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we weren't sure what we were going to do initially, but I think I, because I dabbled a bit with that Bitby thing, and I it planted a seed, and, and I wanted to see if I could do a children's book. Right. Um, I thought it'd be uh, uh, it would be easier for her to do a children's book than a comic book because she's not familiar with the comic book world. So she interested in doing a comic. She would have been. I'm sure if I had pushed a comic book, she'd probably been like, "Okay, sure, let's go for it." That's awesome. Right? But no, a children's book felt a little bit better. And um, in coming up with ideas, we we decided to go do something that was uh, not of this world because. All of the things that you know, you see all these different anthropomorphized type of you know cats and you know dogs and things of that nature. So we were trying to figure out something that was very different that, than anything anybody had seen. Right. And the best way to do that was just come up with our own world. And sure. that's how yeah. On the Planet Aimed Up in the Sky came about. And uh, yeah, so she she the first book she wrote she had always been good with poetry and some really beautiful visual. Uh, lines that she would create, and uh, she she came up with some really interesting visual visual ideas yeah, for the story. Yeah. And sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we we enjoyed the first book, and it's seen people enjoyed it as well. And so we decided on a second and then a third. And I don't know uh, I don't know where we're at. Uh, we have ideas for more, but I think we're taking a bit of a hiatus on well, it for kind now. Of, you're, 
you got a few things going on right now. So yeah. During the time that these three books are made, uh, brings your work on Arcane Awakening and Saltwater. Before Saltwater Concrete Martians. <laughs> you don't know about Concrete Martians? I don't know. What is Concrete Martians? So, it's sounding vaguely familiar. Yeah, so um, Concrete Martians was writ written by Mitch Cook. Who this was, was your partner? Yeah, yeah. So we. Um, yes. Yeah. So about 2010, um, we started revisiting the idea of doing a comic book together, and he threw out a bunch of different ideas. Uh, Saltwater was one of them, um, and then Concrete Martians was another. Saltwater was an ongoing series, mm -hmm. and I just thought it was like super ambitious to start that way. I wanted maybe something a little bit, but. To ease our way into it, I guess. Again, confidence, and I'd never Salt really. Saltwater's not continuing without you, then, is it? No. No. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. think so. But uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Mitch and I have never talked about but that. But it is ongoing. You guys are going to keep ongoing. up. It's ongoing. There's yeah. two now, right? Yeah, there's yeah, two. There's two so. issues, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and there's, we started working on the third. So, um, yeah. So, Concrete Martians is uh, based of off Martians. of. Uh, so told you. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah. It's it's. Um, in Washington State, uh, during War of the Worlds, radio broadcast at 38, a uh, town called Concrete was listening much like the rest of the country, and they had a power outage, and the, uh, yeah, so then, uh, so they think it's still going on, they think on it's really happening, they right, think aliens right. are really, Martians really attacking, and it was done over two, two, two parts, so two uh, issues, and so, um, it was really fun, uh, fun to work on with, with, with Mitch with that, and uh, we, you know, like we, we we got some great reaction, and we were going to shows with it, and people were like, "What are you doing next?" Right? Because it was only a two issue series, and so we're like, "Oh, maybe we should go for Saltwater now," and right. you know, that's when we we uh, worked started working on Saltwater uh, right. a few years ago. So, right. which is good stuff. Thank you. Which is appreciate very, very good it. Stuff. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I enjoy the salt water, yeah. as obviously others do. Yeah. Now that it has so. led to you being uh, nominated <laughs> yeah, for the right. Gene Day Award, yeah, uh, yeah. the Joe Schuster Awards, man. Yeah. How cool is that? That was very cool. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was a great experience. Yeah. So, how do you find out? Was it my post? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <No. laughs> it was actually because I get a I get a message from Mitch going, "What were you, What were we nominated for?" And I'm and I'm going. I knew that they were going to announce the, uh, make the announcements, but I wasn't. I wasn't exactly 100% sure that I didn't know if you, I didn't know if we were nominated or if it was just like we were mentioned or so, I don't know what it was exactly. Right. So I was like, uh, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "It's on your Facebook page." That I, it Jason was Clark me, said, really? uh, "You're nominated. Congratulations totally to the nomination." Awesome. And so I'm like, "Well, let me let me well, find Kevin, out what Kevin you're talking Boyd about." Kevin Boyd had it. just posted them. Right. I happened to jump on Facebook like yeah. two minutes after Kevin Boyd had pasted, uh, posted the nominations. Right, right. So I checked them out right away, and there I saw your name, and I was like, "So look at that, Gene." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you were literally the first person to oh, see that. Cool, so man. thank you. I appreciate that's right. It. An elegant weapon is on top of shit. Kids. Yeah, you got the first place to get the news. Go to the elegant weapon. Very cool, though. Yeah. But uh, you as well, though. We have to shout out the Toronto Comics Anthology. Yeah, yeah. Volume three. Being, yeah. Uh, nominated for the same award. Uh, yeah. Gene Day Award is a self-publishing award. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last year, our good friend Shay Han. Yeah. Was nominated yeah, that for was this awesome. Award. And. Uh, 
And Volume 2 as well, I believe, was, was nominated. Toronto Comics Volume, oh, volume 2. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, right on. They were nominated right last year, too. So, what, what, what are the first thoughts when you do find out and you hear about this or going through your head? Does it take a while to sink in? Or are um, you like, why? For what? For... I Well, I knew... I was... I was... Kind of... I, well, I mean, I, I was I was very very happy. Right. Like I, I, um, I don't know. It just it was a, it was definitely surreal. Uh, I was it was a it made it just it felt good. It just feels good that that all the Did hard work that, that I put into. There you go. Did it give yeah. you that sense of well, maybe I am pretty good at this, or maybe well, I can I mean, pull this off? <laughs> I, 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 it sounds like you've been spending thirty years telling yourself you can't. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, here you are doing it and getting nominated for awards. Full right? circle, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know what? I, I I put so much work into what I do. And, you know, a lot of the times you're in your own head and you're you're always, you know, for me at least, I'm, I'm in front of a computer, you know, more often than not. So, working on comic books. So... And I do do shows and book signings, but it's very nice to get recognized for something that you put so much time and effort well into. Well deserved, man. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you know, that. Put, definitely put the heart. It's earned. Hashtag earned. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. That's Absolutely. very nice. All right. So today, though, uh, all these wonderful things, but uh, a, a particular project uh, that is of the timely nature Polybius Dreams yeah yeah. Uh, ben Grisanti yeah Ben's the writer uh, we've got an awesome colorist Esther Salguero out of Spain I believe alright and now. she's worked for Boom uh, and a couple of other nice. studios nice. yeah other publishers nice. yeah uh, give the pitch what's the book about so Polybius Dreams takes place in the mid 80s in upstate New York and it's about uh, it's a small town where these uh, kids are affected by um, this video game that just kind of shows up in the local arcade and uh, it's called Polybius Dreams and the kids that play the game kind of go crazy and you know it's but it's 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 so it's based off of an urban legend called Polybius which uh, is, oh, yeah? is uh, yeah it's it's similar uh, idea where uh, this game showed up um, in Portland, Oregon, and um, uh, people who played it ended up going crazy and then uh, killing themselves, and uh, and then it just disappeared. And it's believed that um, the government put put the uh, the game there. So it's based off of that. But Ben Ben is a he's a genius writer. He's he's amazing. And so I, I and this is what I believe. Oblivious the the game is kind of like. Uh, MacGuffin to, to move the story along because it's really about these kids, these three kids, uh, Pat, uh, Paul, and Mike, who are the best friends, and they're growing up in this small town, and, and you know their their uh, their friendship is is really uh, we see kind of the, them them go from innocent to to being affected by this game, and the way he writes these characters, it's so well done, so beautiful. He's very passionate about. He's it. very, he's very, but he's a really good writer. He's very passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and me, I feel very honored to be part of this project because I'm actually getting to see these characters grow as I'm drawing them, and what they're going through is, is to me, it's. It's, uh, it's 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 gotta be it's more heart wrenching yeah. and it's it's beautiful and uh, so I really love these characters I, I really enjoy it. it's going to be a, a 
it's going to be a four uh, book series. I'm working on uh, book or chapter number two. We're calling it. Uh, the first one uh, we did we did a Kickstarter for right. uh, a couple months ago and got funded for it. Very nice. Uh, Very so, nice. So I'm working on uh, number two, and we're going to do another fundraiser, I believe, in September. Maybe uh, knock on wood, we'll have it for Fan Expo. Um, but uh, it's a, it's just with with his writing and Esther's colors. It's really it's a really cool thing. I mean, yeah. I've never worked on a book like this. Um, I've always been um, the one that kind of has my hand, my uh, hand in a little bit of everything with the you know like uh, if, if there's a writer with it, I'm I'm doing the colors and and all that stuff. So having Esther interpret my art has been awesome. It's it's uh, she really gets it. Right, right. Uh, so it's it's been great uh, seeing her. And in the colored, uh, my 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 inks colored. Colors deserve to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, so find when you keep them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You keep them close to your bosom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm I, I've already started putting uh, submitting in uh, issue two inks. So I think we're gonna do. Um, uh, uh, Ben's gonna use some of those pages for like a trailer. I, I think she's gonna color those as well, Very so nice. that people can see what the second issue is gonna look like. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, no, it's I'm very proud of it. So it's, and where is Ben? Ben's out of New York. Right, right, yeah, right, Buffalo. Right, right, right. Very cool, very cool. Um, it's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I should also mention I'm working on uh, the Donnybrook with Dom. Oh, we have to talk video, about Donnybrook. Yeah. You're doing a, a, a hockey comic. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, it makes sense. You got a Michigan boy, and you got a yeah. You know, guess technically Montreal boy. I'm sure, they yeah, get together, yeah, make, yeah. Make, make make a hockey comic, right? So where did, did he just show you one day? Be like, I want to make a hockey comic. You're drawing it. No, Dom. Dom is funny because he he actually. Ball, Dom. <laughs> I love you. Dude. He he writes what he knows and. Even yeah. though Arcane Awakening is this like fantastical, like angels fighting demons type story, right. it's really about his uh, his life to a degree, and so um, it, it just it just a little bit. It's not as easy to see that unless you know him. Right. But Donnie Brook is much closer to his life in that he was a hockey player. He was really good hockey player. Uh, he's a sports guy. Like he played football. He could have probably been a professional um, at some point. So I see. He's a tall guy. He's, he's got a, the he's, frame. Yeah, he's, you know, he's sure. definitely. Yeah. So uh, Donnie Brook, I think, is just his experience of the behind-the-scenes antics that you, you get when you're uh, you get all these guys. Uh, you know, um, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, the right. camaraderie and all the fun stuff that so happens. So, what is Donnybrook? Is that the name of the place the team is from, or what's Donnybrook? Um, yeah, I think so. It's well, it's it's about this team. Uh, they're part of an NHL team called the Mission Michigan Massacre, and um, the the this it, it's it's going to be a two part story, but it's it's technically season one. So it's just really introducing these new rookies and what they have to go through uh, to become, uh, you know, like the, the uh, team players that they're going to become. And it's it's a little bit uh, slap shot and uh, right on. yeah, a little bit of uh, so goon and that kind it. of stuff. It's yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. It's 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 
very not enough lighthearted fun. comics out right now, in my opinion. There really yeah. are very, very few. I mean, there's a few I can think of out there that, you know, have their fun moments, like Vinny and Bud by Vinny right. Thompson, and, you know, a lot of Alfonso Espinosa's books have a, right. a fun element to it. Uh, even Shade, you know, it's, it's not so much fun as that nostalgic... Yeah, kind of, yeah, you like know, eerie, yeah, yeah. type stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think we need more fun. I think, you know, as much as there's room for everything, so why not have more fun, you know? Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I read a comic that really made me laugh. Oh, there is. I chuckle out loud. There's, there's tons. There there's, are a few. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. <laughs> I, when I was reading the script, I definitely laughed out loud because okay, I'm like, good. oh my That's god. That's great to hear. Right Dom, Dom is he's he's a good old boy. He like, yeah, yeah. He, you know, um, he likes the raunchy humor, yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. he likes throwing that into his his uh, comic books. So there's a lot of raunchy <laughs> stuff in here. It's. It's definitely not appropriate for all ages, um, especially when I'm thinking about the end of the, end of the first issue. But uh, it's funny. It's really, really funny. So you're really going to kickstart that, or what's the plan with that? Uh, that one actually was already um, kickstarted. Um, it was? Yeah, it was. It kind of okay. came and went. Um, Did it fund? Or? Uh, it was Indiegogo, so it, was, it wasn't oh, completely okay. funded. All but, right. Um, Dom's he, he when he actually self or he got private funding for uh, Arcane Awakening, so he he's good at like um, getting wrangling up funds. Well, he's involved in a lot. Best Bucket, uh, Echo Network. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's a podcaster. You know, he's a podcaster as well. himself. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, we've shot the shit. He's an entrepreneur, that, so. so he. Um, <laughs> a Renaissance man, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. He's he. So he's. We, we, there are some plans right now. Um, I think we're just focusing on uh, getting this first issue finish, finished and printed, and right it'll be out, I think, probably for early next year. Early next year? Like, say, May? Like, say, Motor City Comic I would say it would be there for Motor City, yeah. yeah. You may just have to join us on our annual yeah. trip to Motor City Comic Con. The thought thought crossed my mind. It's a great show. It's my favorite show. I've done show it. Of the I've year. done it before. Oh yeah, yeah. Favorite show of the year. Yeah. Just absolutely outstanding from top to bottom, man. That's funny. My favorite thing about Dom is that Travis McIntyre consistently refers to him as the Greasy Wop. <laughs> <laughs> Which, other than his name, he's like not that Italian. And no. Travis will be like, oh, you watch. He can. He can Pull some out. <laughs> I, you know, I, I maybe it comes out when he's around Travis. Dom and I, yeah. we we, um, we we've I've stayed at his place a few times and we've done road trips together. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really enjoy Dom. Dom, I think a you're guy. beautiful and wonderful. And you yeah. make me laugh. So we we have yeah. we have good times. We have good good conversations, and he gave, uh, I enjoy working uh, with him. He gave Aaron a little stuffed demon. This year at Motor City Comic Con, right? And yes. he's got mm-hmm. that demon head on yep. his table. Yep. This yep. like it like takes up half the table, and then a big giant red demon head. And right next to him, yeah. are your sweet little old parents selling children's books? Well, they know Dom, so <laughs> but still, yeah. Just the the vision of him yeah. there with all that, and then your sweet mother there. Yeah. Like, oh, look at <laughs> It's, they were lovely, though. Yeah, they're, they're uh, they were people. absolutely lovely, and they were very enthusiastic and 
very conversational. I yeah. really, really enjoyed. I sat, I talked to her for a few minutes there, you know? Yeah, they liked you as yeah, well. Yeah, we had chats, so it was very, very cool. It's always cool to get, you know, behind-the-scenes looks sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, now I you mean, know, that's where Keith came from, yeah. I mean? I'm half my friend's parents. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Keith, Grishow, or as I like to say, wow, pow, grishow. Thanks so much, yeah, man. Yeah, no worries, thank you. Uh, check out your stuff, you're on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, yeah. Keith Grachow, or yeah. Twitter, Kgrachow, or my website, kgrachow.com. Are you on the Instagram? Instagram, kgrachow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, using that, I'm using that more than uh, Twitter, that's yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, dude, I'm, uh, I really appreciate getting to finally sit down and do this yeah, properly. Yeah, I know. Because you've been, been on the show like probably like six to eight times. But yeah. it's always five, ten minutes at a show. Yeah, yeah. You probably say the same. How's it going? Good? Everything great? All right. I give the pitch. Yeah. And then, but this is uh, very cool. I learned yeah. a lot of very awesome things, man. No, I appreciate it. I can't believe it, yeah. you worked on that Disney shit and everything, too, man. <laughs> uh, very, very cool story. Thank you so much oh, for sharing it with us. It. Kids, Keith Pachow, uh, that's all we're going to have this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy.